When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hello, hello, welcome back to the best podcast in existence ever created on this earth. It's better than better than the podcast that your mom listens to about cooking rigatoni. I almost said ratatouille and rigatoni and said ragatoni, so someone should invent that. Anyways, welcome back. My name is Ben, aka Ben of the Week, and I'm coming back at you today with another story of how I almost died. Now, if you listen to yesterday's or last week, silly me, yesterday. Anyways, if you listen to yesterday's pod, I literally just said it again. Guys, my brain is not working. I'm recording this at 1am. If you listened to last week's episode, you might remember um, how it was It was kind of like a two-parter. It was uh, today's episode and last week's episode is part of the story of how I went to Europe and almost died twice in two separate occasions on the trip. Now, last episode, I'll sum it up real quick for you if you haven't listened. Um, I went on the Eiffel Tower in Paris with all my friends on a school trip, and there was a bomb threat from ISIS, and we were stuck up on the Eiffel Tower for like five hours, and I thought I was going to die, and it was really swag. It was really fun. Really was not expecting that on my little excursion, but today we're continuing this story. We're picking it up. So um, I ended uh, last week's podcast talking about how after we left Paris, we um, went to this place in France called Lyon, and then after that, we headed off to Italy. So now I'm going to tell you what went down in Italy, what what transcribed there, which I didn't think could happen twice in one trip, but somehow with my amazing, my amazing, fantastic luck, it managed to happen again. Um, so let's begin. (laughs) So we took a bus from Lyon, France, this beautiful city, like absolutely beautiful. And we took this bus over to, um, Milan, Italy, which was like our first destination. Now this was actually so fun. It was like a big old road trip with like six of my best friends in a foreign country in Europe. Literally so fun. Like once again, I, I ranted about this last episode, but if you ever get the chance to travel with your friends or whether that be on a school trip or like after you've graduated or something like that, bruh, you got to do it. You have to do it. It is so fun. It's actually so fun. It's one of the best experiences you can have. One of the best things you can spend money on. You want a PS5? 
you're ridiculous. You want the Xbox Series S? Stupid. Go travel somewhere. It's really fun. Um, so it was like about eight hours. I think like an eight-hour road trip. We made like a few pit stops. There's something really special about just wandering into like a convenience store on the side of the road in like the middle of rural Italy and you just don't know what's going on and you just end up buying like 20 snacks and they all are amazing because the snacks are so good but it was like a fun trip and we eventually made it to Milan now I like was this was like my least the the place I was like least excited for because like I'd heard about it a little bit um I knew it was like kind of like the fashion capital of Italy which I wasn't really into like I guess now I kind of like enjoy dressing up nice putting on a, a little outfit and doing my little tasks throughout the day looking fun and fly but back then mama's I didn't care I very much wore under armor socks and maybe um a shirt from Hollister and American like it it was just not good my I had no yeah so um I wasn't too pumped for this but it was also supposed to be like it was also oh my goodness it was also supposed to be the food part of the trip because it was like a food and fashion trip like it was like our food teacher back at our school and our fashions teacher um they like put on this trip so they were like hyping us up to go to Milan and they're like you're gonna see fancy runway shows and eat delicious food and we got there and we literally did nothing to that when we got there we went to our hotel which was like actually kind of nice like we had a nice hotel there it was like more modern like all the other ones were like a little bit run down looking a little bit crusty I think a few people found a little bit of a cockroach or whatever the, the European equivalent is. Do they have cockroaches in Europe? I feel like they have something else. I guess just rats. Isn't it crazy how literally rats just like wiped out like half the population of Europe during the Black Plague? Whoa, we just got really sidetracked. <laughs> so um, yeah, we got to our hotel and it was pretty nice. It was like really far away from the actual city, but we're like, YOLO, chill, swag. So the first day we got to kind of wander around um which was like kind of like how it usually went we had a few things planned for when we went to milan but we really didn't like do anything there which was like it was like our least favorite place there and the only reason why i'm like spending so much time explaining it was because like i almost died on this italy portion of the trip but one of my best friends like actually 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 almost died like it wasn't like oh like i could have died like i literally witnessed this girl on the brink of death. And here's what happened. So my best friends were on the trip and they were twins and they are always fighting. Like I love them to death, but they would just always be fighting all the time, which is like what siblings do, but they, they took it to another level. And, um, let's call them Natasha and Jerry Lynn. Why I'm picking those names. I don't know. My brain is not working, but anyways, um, they were having a fight and we were walking around, uh, by like this train station kind of, and like in Milan, like the trains run on the roads, like they have like their own lane. So it's not like, like underground or anything, or like, like you can, you like, when you cross the street, you're like crossing the train tracks. And Natasha was in a big, a big fit and she kind of stormed off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just remembering this. She stormed off like after this argument and was crossing these tracks 
And Jerry Lynn was like, Natasha, Natasha, don't do that. And she's like, what? What do you mean? Don't And like, they like just started fighting with her. Like anything she would say, she was just ignoring it. She was just fighting. She's like, there's a train coming. She's like, no, there isn't. And she literally turns around. There is a train that zooms past her literally, I want to say inches away from turning her into like clam chowder soup. It was so funny. I mean, not funny because like she definitely in an alternate universe, like she's dead. Like she's actually like clam chowder soup. And and we all have trauma from literally watching her become like chopped in half. Isn't that crazy? Y'all ever think about how like in alternate universes, which probably exist, like for every like single action, there's a whole universe where it's like one thing is different. And it's like, there's a universe out there where we all just witness our best friend literally get chopped up into cooked sashimi by a train. So, um, anyways, uh, that's how she almost died. But anyways, Milan was honestly kind of boring. We, I mean, like, I can't complain because like I'm in Italy, like, uh, fun. But after Milan was done, we took our bus over to Venice. Now, this is what I was like so excited for. If you've never heard of Venice, um, it's a city in Italy and it's like all on the water. I literally... I can't even describe. Like, it feels like this place should not be on Earth. It's like, it's so, like, kind of magical, but filled with so much history. Basically, the way that Venice is, is it's all on the water. It's like these islands shaped as a fish. And instead of streets, they have canals, like waterways. And, like, most people just walk everywhere, I guess. Or, like, if you're going somewhere far, you can take a boat. But, like... It's insane. It's like something you don't like think is like a practical city, but there's people living there and it's like so cool and it's full of so much culture and like history and like, whoa, whoa. Like if you're going to go to Italy, go to freaking Venice. It was pretty expensive and we had to like stay like not in Venice and I had to take a train there every single day. But anyways, the first day we got there, like my mind was blown and I think we were all blown. Like we were all just like some country kids that came from the middle of like the suburbs and like rural Alberta and then we're like in Venice we're like huh it was so cool so um (laughs) I know you're listening to the I almost died podcast you might be thinking how did you almost die in this fish shaped island city well let's get to that so (laughs) once again we're walking around uh the first day we didn't have anything planned it was just like a free time day so me and my friends we were all uh, we just decided to like, just it, like, it was our last like three days of the trip. So we really wanted to just like wild out, enjoy our freedom. We went to a restaurant and I had one of my first experiences drinking by myself. Um, I don't know what age I was. I was 17 and I'm pretty sure the drinking age in Italy is like 16. So mom, if you're watching this. Sorry, mom. So anyways, we went to this one restaurant. I think it was like a pizza place, which is crazy. Like eating pizza in Italy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought I would ever make it this far? But um, we all got pizzas and they had these things. I think they were called like limoncellos. And it was like this weird like lemon. It tasted like lemon meringue pie, but an alcoholic drink. And this is where I discovered... 
that I'm something that's called a lightweight. Now, if you are watching this podcast and you've never had any experience with anything alcohol-related or anything, I'll sum it up quickly. Basically, my tolerance for the Lucifer's Jucifer, Jucifer, the, <laughs> the Lucifer's Jucifer, whatever you want to call it, is incredibly low. I will have one drink and I'm <laughs> I'm like falling over. I don't know why. This has been, I don't know if it's a problem or something that's good because like I don't have to spend a lot of money to get to that state if I even want to get to that state. But also, that's not good. I feel like I shouldn't like be like stumbling after one drink. But regardless, this was the first time that I even realized that because I like never really had had any drinks before. So... I, it was like lunchtime and I have this like little limoncello shot and all my other friends are having like three of them. And I'm like, mm, I'm just going to stick with one, which by the way, always stick within your limits, like test things out, make sure don't, don't do, don't drink a bunch the first time you ever drink or anything like that. Make sure you're with a trusted friend and, or at home. And why did this just become a PSA? Anyways, um, just be safe because I love you anyways. Um, they were all like, like a little bit like, hee hee hee, but I was like, oh, I could feel it pulsing through my veins. And I'm like, Lord Jesus. So, so we start walking around some more. We like stumbled through some like art galleries and I'm like literally just saying whatever. Like I really was not all mentally there at the time from this one little tiny limoncello shot. I was like, what did they put in this? What is in this? I am... <laughs> So, there's this main area in Venice, and it's called the Rialto Bridge. It connects, like, I guess, like, two kind of main islands in the city, and it's this huge, beautiful bridge. It's, like, and it's got some shops and stuff on it, and we noticed that it was, like, really, really barren, and the people there were, like, they had, like, like, they just seemed, it seemed really odd, and there was also, like, I believe there was like, well, I don't know. I've never been there before, but it just seemed like there was like a lot of police for the area, which was really like strange because it's like, like it's Italy. Like who, like what's going on in Italy in this little fish town that like they need a police for. Also, how do the, do the police cars have boats? Is it police boats? I think they'd be hilarious to see. Imagine getting pulled over by a police boat. Anyways, we're like, what, like what is up with this area? Like we looked up pictures of Rialto Bridge and it's full of tourists and it's like like it's such a big destination and it was like completely almost deserted and there was just like no not that many people there and that's when we're checking the news the local news and let me read let me read a headline one of the headlines we saw I've got it pulled up here this was a few days after. Three are held on suspicion of plot to attack Rialto Bridge in Venice. That was from the New York Times. Um, this one's from The Guardian. Arrests in Venice after police intercept talk of bombing Rialto Bridge. <laughs> My luck is amazing. Like, it's actually amazing. It's actually never been seen before so we'll get into that 
in just a second after this break. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so we get to this Rialto Bridge, and like I said, it was just so it was so weird feeling, and there was just not that many people there, and the people that had shops on this bridge looked really like concerned and just like like not at ease. And those articles that I read were, like, after they kind of, like, figured out what was going on. But I think I remember one of my friends, like, saw, like, a local article saying, like, um, I think it was earlier that day or maybe the day before that the police had thwarted a terrorist attack to blow up the Rialto Bridge. I can't remember if it was ISIS or, like, Jihad. I, I don't know the difference. I don't know why I would know the difference. But anyways... These people, I think it was like three of them, they had decided to like just go there. Like I said um, in last week's episode, this was like in the context of like 2017 when there was just all sorts of like terrible, horrific like attacks um, on like civilians in Europe, like all across Europe. So like they that, that could have been us. We could have been victims of that. Like literally they... I don't think they found anything, but like they, like they were in talks, I guess, like, please fact check me, but like these three people were like fully planning to just blow this thing to smithereens. And this was like one of the like top tourist destinations. Like they knew there was going to be a lot of people there probably would have been bad. And <laughs> like, Oh my goodness. I just don't understand how my luck is like, I understand like given that like the circumstances of 2017 in Europe, the Paris thing was spooky enough, but two in one trip. And so like our group, we like figured this out and we told each other and we're like, uh, 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 uh. And we were like, okay, we're just going to stick with the group for the rest of the trip. Like none of this, none of this none of the terrorism for us, please. No, thank you. We did not order this. So I was still, mind you, I was still a little bit tipsy from the limoncello shot. So that was a really fun combination to realize that the bridge you were standing on could have been blown up at any moment. And also you cannot feel reality because you've never had alcohol before because you're a little 17 year old. So (laughs) I'm like, we need to get back to the group right this instant so we like found our way back to the group um and it was pretty chill the last few days in europe we um we did this really fun cooking class uh the very last day in like this like cooking institute it was really pretty like this building um we made this like it was like duck spaghetti and i was really scared because like they they like had us make different parts of the meal so like i had to stir the sauce at the very end and i remember they put in the meat and i was like oh like what kind of meat is that like it smells funky like if you've ever had duck 
I don't know why you would have unless you like live unless you want ducks. I don't know. I legitimately don't know why you would have just recreationally eaten duck. Like woke up one day and said, I'm going to eat duck today. Anyways, it has a very weird smell. It almost smells like like how meat should not smell. Like if you accidentally leave some beef out or something, like it just, it was smelling funky, but they had me stirring it. And I was like, so what you, what y'all put in this? What's that, what's that meat? They're like, mm, you'll find out at dinner. I'm like, okay, that's a fun thing to hear. So um, we all finally got to eat it and it was kind of delicious. And they're like, hope you enjoyed the duck spaghetti and like all of us like our jaws dropped we're like <laughs> sorry what like i'm down to try fun things down try like to eat different foods but i kind of draw the line at meat and this was when i wasn't a vegetarian so now like if i knew they threw in duck into my spaghetti i would have thrown a fit and screamed a lot but i, I wanted to throw up like it was kind of gross. So anyways, after that, we pretty much just went back to Canada. Like it was really sad because, um, like, like I said, Venice is so cool. That whole trip was amazing. Like you guys seriously need to go travel, like when it's safe to do so. And like, I know like traveling is expensive, but literally if you save up money, it's so worth it. So freaking worth it. But we went back to Canada after almost being blown up twice by terrorists like that amazes me it actually amazes me (laughs) i don't know i'm laughing about it like i should not be laughing about it but like it's like i just remember thinking like the first time when it happened in paris i was like this is like actually hilarious like imagine imagine i was like thinking like what picture would they use for my eulogy and then i started like i think that's what stressed me out the most i was like Ew, like what if they use like one of my pictures from like my Instagram from when I was like 12 or something? That would be terrible. And like what if they what if they make like the the font for the poster? Like when they're like po- like advertising my funeral, they're like, "Come on down to the Ben of the Week funeral. One night, one night only. Come see Ben of the Week in person." Blown up, mind you, but like and and it's an ugly poster. That would be so upsetting. I'd be watching that from heaven or hell. Probably hell. I'd be like looking up from like the pits of lava. Like, come on, guys. You kind of made it look better. Like, mm. so that's just all I was thinking about. Well, that and my dog. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm going to miss my freaking dog if I'm blown up. That's so annoying. But then like, I feel like she would die and then she would come visit me in heaven. So like, that'd be kind of fun. I wonder like if when you die... Like, do pets go to heaven if if y'all even believe in that? Like, I don't know. That'd be so sad if they, like, have their own little place. It's, like, diet heaven or something. Ugh. Pets should not die. Like, what is the president? What is Joe Biden doing about making pets immortal? I feel like something could be done. Like, Elon Musk or someone could figure out how to make them immortal it can't be that hard and like literally barbara streisand like that one singer she's cloned her pets actually that's not good imagine you clone your pets and you just have the same pet forever but it's like eight different organisms but it's like the same pet genetically that's actually really messed up 
that's so scary. Like, would I maybe do that with my dog? Yeah. Like, maybe absolutely, yeah. Because can I picture life without my dog? No. But also cloning your dog, like, that kind of is, like, messing with humanity. And I feel like that would be kind of bad. Cloning a human would be really bad. No wonder they haven't done that yet. That'd be freaky as heck. Like, we already have twins. Like, that's too much sciencey stuff. Actually, it's not even science. It just happens. Have twins always been in existence? Like, were, was there twins in, like, the middle of, like, the 1200s? Like, year 1236. Was there people just popping out twins? I feel like probably not. Because, like, if you gave birth in, like, the 1200s, there was no doctors or anything. Like, you had to pray that baby was going to slide out like a block of butter. Otherwise, you would be freaking dead. So, like, I feel like if you had twins and they were just popping out, like, like freaking, like, popcorn. Like, I feel like that would kill you. Because when you have twins, don't you have to have, like, a C-section or something? Or, like, something special so they make sure you don't get, like you don't explode. That'd be really scary. Ew, I'm so glad I'm never going to have to give birth. That is something that I would just never want to do. I don't even know if I want kids. Like, I feel like adoption is just the best thing if I even do want kids. Because, like, there's so many people on this planet and so many kids in, like, in, 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 in like orphanages and foster care. Like, what do I need to have another child for? What do I need to bring another human into this world for? Like, that's so annoying. Ew. <laughs> what, how did we get on this topic? It doesn't matter. We're continuing. I will go through phases where I just have the most extreme baby fever. And guys, I don't know where it comes from. It's like so ill. Like, if y'all know me, if you've been watching my videos for a while, I make fun of children so much. Like, I think they're dirty and they're stinky and they're loud and they're messy. And that stresses me out. But then literally a day later, I'll be like, hmm okay, I'm ready to start a family right now. Like if someone like came to my house, busted down the door and was like, we're getting married. I'd be like, okay, like, <laughs> okay. When's the wedding? As long as the reception is at Chuck E. Cheese is like, we'll make it happen. Like I'm down. But, but then I go right back, like literally a few days later to being like, ew, children are disgusting. I never want that. <sighs> That's a dis ooh, that's a scary thought. I don't want to think about having kids. Anyways. <laughs> back to Europe. Um actually not back to Europe. We literally wrapped that up. What am I even going back to that topic of conversation for? We've had five different topics since then. Ben, get it together. Um <laughs> anyways. I'll probably have kids. Yeah. But I'm going to have kids at a point when I, like, like it, it won't be out of, like, a need for, like, uh, how do I put this? It won't be like, oh, I feel like I'm not bringing enough to this world or, ooh, I want to, like, leave a legacy or something. It's never going to be something like that. Like, if you're having kids just because you want, like, because you're insecure about you being, like, mortal, like, don't have kids. Like, like that child is their own person. Like, if you're like, I want someone to carry on my bloodline or tell my story. Like, no, we're all just little meat sacks and we're all going to die one day. And like in 200 years, no one will remember us. Like have kids so that you can like raise them to be like better people for society or, or like take a kid out of foster care and like give them a loving home. Like don't have kids just because you're like, when I die, no one will remember me. Duh. That's the point of dying. 
name your great great grandfather. Name him right now. What's his name? What's his name? Exactly. You don't even know your great 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 grandfather, and your great 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 grandchildren are not going to remember you. Oh my gosh, that's so dark. But it's also true. So just try and leave an impact on people in this lifetime and just try and be kind to everyone that you meet. And I guess if you have kids, just set them up to be whoever they want to be. And then that's pretty much all you can do. I used to always like kind of be scared about like dying and then like afterwards like no one like remembering me and then like that's so stupid like literally that happens to everyone like go back a hundred years and like pick maybe like like one of the most famous actors no one even remembers them like you can literally be like freaking I don't know you could be Zendaya right now and I guarantee in like 300 years people will be like Zendaya Who's Zendaya? And as much as it pains me to say that, because I love Zendaya, y'all know how much I love Zendaya. Like, it's kind of true. We all are gonna be moldy in the ground one day with worms eating, like, our brains. I feel like there's already worms eating my brains. Isn't it crazy how, like, literally there's brain-eating amoebas just in lakes? Like, you can go swim in a lake and pick up some terrible, like, brain-eating amoeba. And it's just, those are just everywhere. Like, that's actually terrifying. That is what we really need to think about. Like, pandemic who? We need to talk about brain-eating amoebas that will just kill you for going swimming. That's terrifying. I used to be such a hypochondriac where I was, like, scared of, like, any diseases. And I always thought, like, like I'd find a lump of myself and I'd, like, think I'd have cancer. You know what? We're going to save that whole story for another episode. <laughs> so, um, let's wrap this up, baby. Uh, if you want me to read your stories, I'm going to start doing that in just a few episodes. Uh, please tweet me stories about how you almost died with the hashtag I almost died podcast. Um, I'll be reading them. And then uh, starting very soon, we're going to start reading them on the podcast because I really want to hear your guys' stories. I truly feel like everyone has like, at least one super interesting near-death experience or story or tale. So let me know. Tell me. Uh, and also, um, if you're listening to this uh, on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars and I'll give you a kiss on your pinky toe. I appreciate it. Um, if you're listening to this anywhere else, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe. Uh, and if you're watching or if you're watching or Oh my God, if you're listening and you want to see the video, uh, you can head over to my YouTube and subscribe to that and watch the video version of this podcast so you can see every single time that I take hair that is poking my eyeball and remove it from my eyeball because that's happened probably 50 times this podcast because I need a haircut. Anyways, um, thank you so much to my producer, Daniel, um, Annabelle, Andrew, Kevin, Amy, everyone helping me make this podcast. I truly do appreciate it. I will see you next week with a different story that officially concludes the Europe saga. So I will see you later. Take care. Stay safe. I love you so much. Better the week.
our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>